0: CHAPTER TWO Ilse's heart thumped mightily. Foreigners, Ilsie thought. She followed Tyke's direction, but turned right and took winding turns around stores and homes, biting her lip. She wasn't quite sure what to be afraid of, but it had been a very long time since she'd seen Tyke worry like this. She finally saw her house, easy to distinguish, with its diamond-shaped window placed just under the slanted roof. She was across the cobblestone street, hiding behind another building, when the sound of many heavy footfalls startled her back into cover. When the sound was gone, and there wasn't a soul in sight, she walked hurriedly back to her house. She made it inside without a fuss, and she sighed with relief. She gladly locked every door in the house. She closed all the drapes, and the house went dark. When she was satisfied, she hung her winter coat and mittens, and left her snow-covered boots on her feet. She still shivered with nervousness. Her mind whirled with fright. How did they get through? "'Someone passed through the wall. What did they want with us?' Just as she thought she could relax, she heard a loud knock at the door. Ilse knew it wasn't her father, because he planned to work late until supper. Plus, they both had a key, so he could simply let himself in. Ilse didn't care who it was. She refused to open it. Her mind became even more set when the knocks became loud thumps. "'Is anyone in there?' a man shouted from inside. "'Kick down the door, dammit! I don't care if someone's in there. Search the house anyway!' Another voice said loudly. With a loud bang and a grunt, the middle of the door cracked in, wood splinters sticking out. Ilse bit her tongue to keep from screaming. She quickly darted up the stairs, taking two with each stride. She abandoned nearly everything in the doorway except her mother's book, which she quickly stuffed safely under her sweater. Her footsteps were drowned out by the sound of the intruders breaking in the front door. By the time she got upstairs, she heard a final bang and feet stomping around. She felt the cold air rise to meet her, like it betrayed her location. At that point, she started to hum. She was now standing in the small space of her room. She whirled around to see if there was a weapon to use for her defense, but she darted back into her room at the sound of more stomping up the stairs. The intruders began thumping around, occasionally tossing things around. "'Hey!' one man said, coming into her room. Ilse's humming proved true. She extended her arms and fingers in front of her, and a rush of ice and snow blew into the soldier's face and hair. "'Ah, these people!' The man said, grabbing his face, feeling the frost burn quickly eating it. "'I found someone!' Ilsi held up her hands threateningly at the men, each in black uniforms with a jagged lightning bolt across the shoulder armor. They weren't armed at all, but Ilsi assumed weapons weren't necessary. They had to have something else entirely to get them through the wall. "'Get out of my house!' she shrieked as they held up their hands threateningly in return. "'I know I shouldn't use it, but it's my only protection,' she thought. "'I need to get out of here now!' She was about to cast a swift spell, and one of them realized she was about to strike, so he cast a sudden counter spell. She heard a zap. Not only were they foreign, but so were their powers. Ilsi crouched and ducked her head. The spell meant for Ilsi broke the diamond window instead. Shards of glass spewed everywhere as Ilsi screamed. She could feel gusts of freezing air coming through the empty space that used to be a window as she scrambled to her feet. What do you want? Take whatever it is, but I haven't done anything, she found herself shouting. "'You ice people don't have much to want,' one of the soldiers said, gesturing for her to keep close to the ground. "'I order you to come with us, and we won't destroy what little you have.' "'We don't have all day. If you've got the girl, we need to head to the next house,' another soldier said from downstairs. "'Why do you want me?' she said. "'I demand you—' The nearest soldier from behind gave her a blow in the back of her head in response, saying, "'We're moving out now, girl, so shut up and march.' Ilse's eyes watered at the pain coming from her skull. She quickly glanced around to find somewhere to run. She wasn't about to follow them wherever they intended to take her. There was no way that she could use the stairs or the ladder to escape downstairs, and she knew that others were downstairs awaiting her. She looked around wildly, the soldiers chuckling at her fear. Time seemed to stand still. She looked out the window and saw the snow falling. Suddenly, to her own amazement, she ran. She ran in her simple boots, school clothes, and sweater, and jumped out of the window. Hey! one of the soldiers yelled. She screamed wildly as she fell. She landed on the snowy ground with a crash. The snow was heavily piled up, so her whole body was soon covered in snow. She regained her senses, and the men looked out from the window and searched to see where she landed. They began pointing and yelling, She's up to something! She's resisting! one yelled. Don't let her out of your sight! Ilse turned and ran away from her house, brushing off bits of snow as she went. The wind bit at her cold, wet body. Other neighboring ice chanters saw this and began crying out in alarm. "'Who are they?' someone shouted up towards Ilsi's broken window. "'They're outsiders!' a woman shrieked. Out of the crowd emerged her father. He was clad in his winter coat and soot smeared on his face and brown mustache. "'Ilsi!' Jonan cried incredulously, dropping his work sack to put his hands around his daughter's shoulders. "'What is going on? What are you doing out here without a decent coat?' "'Did you just jump out the window?' "'Outsiders, Papa!' Ilse cried, wrapping her arms around him. "'Some men from outside the wall are here, and they attacked me!' Despite the cold, Jonan hastily wrapped his scarf around her neck, good and tight around her face. He kissed her forehead. "'Go to Peter's house and keep safe,' Jonan said. "'Papa, I can't. They already tore through Peter's place. "'Papa, they'll hurt you. Their magic is—' A man from the crowd hummed a spell, and shards of ice flew towards the window and pelted the walls of the house and through the window.' One of the soldiers raised a hand and sent sparks into the crowd. People began to disperse to warn others or to grab weapons. Jonan's eyes widened as a few men jumped from the same window and a few more came from the shattered front entry. "'Ilsie!' he roared in a voice she had never heard him use. "'Find good shelter! Keep safe and warm! I will come find you when it's over! I love you!' "'I love you, Papa!' Ilsie said. She knew she needed to go, but she felt glued in position. "'Ilsie, you must run!' Her father yelled above the wind. He and a few men in the street started humming and preparing spells. Ilse sighed and started to run to obey her father's wishes, but turned to watch. She held a hand to her mouth as she saw her father fighting the soldiers off. He received more blows than she could bear to watch. Her heart took courage when she saw Tyke entering the scene to relieve her father. She ran in the opposite direction as fast as she could, pumping her arms to help her leap across the snow. She began to think about where she could go and who she could ask for help. She immediately thought to go to the council, the tribe's leaders, who would no doubt know where she could stay. They could protect her if necessary. She began running through the town, darting from one place to hide to the next. At the moment, no one was really following her, but she was sure that the soldiers wouldn't give up. She kept turning around to ensure she could see in every direction to make sure no one could surprise her from behind. The council met in a fortified central structure that held a lot of important historical artifacts and documents. The council collected everything to the middle of town so any and all could come for help and guidance. She was a ten-minute jog away if she ran in plain sight. All she could see and hear was destruction. Her friends and neighbors were darting out of their homes and fighting back as best as they could. The younger or weaker people were huddled and protecting each other, while the stronger, who weren't afraid to use their magic, were singing and humming, sending ice and snow on their invaders. That horrible zapping sound. Ilsi remembered that noise. The skies used to crackle and rumble before shedding warm rain. As Ilse watched the soldiers make their way into each building, she began to hope that the council's keep was still safe and that her father was still holding his own. She hid between two brick and stone buildings with her body pressed against the stone. A little boy was huddled there by himself, clutching himself and shivering. He was there first, and she hardly noticed him. Are you okay? she whispered. He looked up and shivered, nodding his head yes. Without thinking much, she yanked the boots off her feet and gave them to him, even though they were several sizes too big. Keep warm, little one, she said. If they come for you, run or throw these big boots at them. Your mama and papa will come for you. The boy smiled weakly at the thought. Ilse, on the other hand, wanted to keep moving to get to safety sooner and to prevent her from freezing where she stood against the wall. Why hadn't she seen the council out trying to combat the soldiers? She didn't want to think about the possibilities. She abandoned her safe area and ran against the wind, and her eyes streamed tears in retaliation. As her legs pumped and her arms flew at her sides, she didn't realize that something was in her way. She suddenly crashed and fell back in the snow with a grunt. She looked up and shrieked as she saw a soldier standing above her. He wore the crackling symbol down the front of his uniform. But by the way, the symbol glowed in the dark gray weather and the furs decorating his sleeves and collar. He was more of a leader figure than a foot soldier. "'You're in a hurry!' he growled, holding up a hand menacingly. "'Your men will die here!' Ilse yelled up at him as she tried to get up on her feet. The man immediately grabbed her by her braid and scarf and yanked her so that she was inches from his face. And what makes you think that your people are so immortal? The man hissed into her face. We're not leaving this place until you are in our custody. I don't want to be in your custody, Ilse grunted. Ilse encased her own hand with enchanted ice after a few quick notes and used it to bash whatever part of his body she could gain access to. Her knee collided with his groin and stomach and he finally grunted and released her. In her mind, she was aware of the risk... But at that moment, she never wanted to be near that man again. She whispered, Swift! And knocked him over to the side and zoomed off in whichever direction she could. She ran down the rows of shops and homes with her gifted speed and skidded to a halt when she saw the council keep in the center of town on the other side of the blacksmith's place. She ran with her own speed to find a safer place to hide. She knew that the fur-lined scowl would eventually catch up with her, but hopefully it would be a time where she had the council to protect her. Ilse went through the shelter created by the smithy, a building with tarps to keep the heat in and invite frozen buyers to the wares. The fire was still kept aglow, even though the blacksmith was nowhere to be found. Ilse sighed generously once her soggy feet walked inside and could feel the noticeable warmth. She kept her breathing shallow so soldiers would pass by her without noticing her. She crept past premature tools and horseshoes to the back of the building. A wooden door with metal framing was between her and the center of town. A small glass window allowed her to peep out. She rubbed the glass to see better without the condensation. Her heart sank as she felt a booming shake and saw the council's keep suddenly caught on fire. It had been a while since she had seen so much fire in one place. She didn't know if they were alive inside or if they were about to be consumed by the flames of the door. All she knew was that the council would be of no help to her now. Ilse suddenly heard frustrated footsteps coming through the store, metal clanking onto the ground and swearing. She fumbled with the door but groaned as it was locked. She held the knob tightly and hummed impatiently as the knob froze over and she jerked it free. The door swung open and Ilse kept the scarf up to her face to meet the cold winds once more. It's the window, girl! She heard from the side. She looked and saw soldiers coming in three directions as she hummed through her chapped lips and nostrils. She held up her red hands and shards of ice shot out in diagonal spears all around her. These ice people are crazy! One of them cried out, nearly avoiding being impaled. Ilse held her hands out defensively and kept singing. Her voice carried strength as she stepped between the ice shards. She kept the soldiers at bay by sending more shards of pointed ice at her left and right as she turned to run with her own strength. "'Why are you people following me?' she roared in frustration. Now she was running without a final destination. She stopped singing and instead used her arms to just keep her moving. She had never run so much in her life, and she was wondering if she could possibly take it anymore. She looked over her shoulder and saw a squad of soldiers on her heels. "'I'm not going to run around like this forever,' Elsie thought." "'I have to stop eventually. They know that. I'm trapped here!' She ran north of town until she saw the huge expanse of the wall, standing there as if expecting her arrival. "'Could leading them here get them out of the city and stop attacking everyone?' "'Ilsie thought again. If I go with them, will they stop this?' Despite the cold, she could feel static tingling through her limbs. The soldiers were sending sparks at her. She couldn't run at full speed and ensure that she could fight them off. She saw the man in furs over her shoulder. "'Ilsie!' She heard someone yell. She looked to her right and saw Tyke running in her direction. She turned a sudden corner and ran towards him. Tyke! she answered, hoping her red feet could carry her to him. Just as she was a few feet in front of him, she reached out just to watch a bolt of lightning fly through the space between them. They both fell back in shock and fell in the snow. Elsie, are you okay? he said, crawling frantically towards her. Stay away, Tyke! Elsie answered. They're going to hurt you! It was too late. A bolt of lightning curved and coiled like a whip and flicked Tyke's left cheek. He fell back, clutching his face. Ilse looked up to see the man in furs again, and she weakly rose to her knees. Three soldiers pulled Tyke up on his feet and stuffed cloth in his mouth to prevent him from humming a spell. He grunted and struggled as the soldiers formed a semicircle around Ilse. She clutched herself, the wind reminding her that she was quickly developing frostbite. "'Surrender yourself, little woman!' The man in fur said, holding his hand up to signal to his men not to strike her. If you come with us, we will leave your pathetic village behind. Surrender yourself and your magic to us, and this boy won't die. Tyke's eyes widened as he looked at Ilse, almost accusatory. Why? Why have you come? Ilse cried, holding up her hands. What do you want with me? Surrender or he dies, the man barked. Ilse looked at Tyke as he struggled. He obviously didn't want her to go with them by the way he shook his head, his hair falling in his face. The wall stood all-powerful behind her. She narrowed her eyes, frowning at the man in furs. How did you come through this wall? She insisted. How do you know we were here? If you come with us, you won't have to wait long to figure that out. So it's possible, Ilsi thought. She thought to what Tyke said about having a desire, a desire to break free. I will it. I want to go beyond the wall. "'Keep threatening me!' Ilse shouted, feeling half-mad. "'Keep chasing me! That's all you'll ever do!' And with that, she shouted her swift spell. She propelled herself away from Tyke and his captors and disappeared towards the wall. "'The hell?' The man with the furs filled his hands with snow and threw it at the wall and swore, "'After her!' Tyke groaned and yelled into the cloth, struggling. The only thing left behind was a pair of bloody footprints and new snow."